Joe, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Andrew Thomas going up against uh, elite pass rushers, a lot of veterans. Is, is this a little bit more of a fairer fight for him this, this week because he's going up against another rookie? I think it's a fair fight every week for everyone in the NFL. You expect talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, he's seen really a level of elite pass rushers. That changes nothing this week. You know, look, Young and Sweat, these guys are really, really good coming off the edge. They're both explosively fast. They're both athletic and do a great job instinctively of understanding when you're oversetting them of coming underneath and if you're staying too tight of running by you with speed. They do a great job of getting the quarterback, putting pressure on them, and forcing bad throws. That gives the DBs behind them opportunities. But, you know, in terms of Andrew, I mean, him and Cam both are going to have a tremendous challenge this week. You know, they're preparing hard right now, and we've got to get out in the grass and do it. And where is, uh, where is Sterling at? What, uh, is he going to be on the field at all this week? We're going to see him today a little bit because he was with the trainers yesterday during the walkthrough. We weren't going to put him through a walkthrough for any reason. I'll see how he's moved around today and see where that leads into Sunday. But today will be a decision-making day for a lot of our guys. Okay. Hey, Joe, you know, we've talked a lot about Daniel getting more comfortable in this offense. Is this a tough system for a quarterback? I think we've got to give everyone the opportunity to learn the system, get comfortable with it, and keep moving forward and, and making adjustments by game plans. Um, but Daniel's been coming to work hard every day. Look, he's made making a lot of progress. There's a lot of good football to learn from. He's doing a lot of things to help this team. I'm very pleased with his effort, his attitude, his leadership in the team. The guys respond to him. All right. So if Daniel's our guy, we're going with him. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really a Daniel question. I just mean, is this offense, does this offense ask a lot of the quarterback? Maybe some offenses are a little simpler for quarterbacks. Does this one put a lot on the quarterback? I think Jason does a good job of making, you know, really everything in this offense friendly to the players in a lot of ways. And if there's ever something we have to change and adjust to the players, I think Jason does a good job of doing that. Thanks. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe. Um, hey, it's a Paul. Hey, I'm sure you've heard the expression when you're uh, preparing for a game, you know, this team has guys that keep coaches up at night. <laughs> Um, what what does that mean to you? And then I have a follow-up. Yeah, I don't sleep much anyway, but these guys are very talented. I mean, just in general. I mean, just in general, you know, when you prepare for a team and there's a couple of guys that you point out and say, we can't let these guys beat us. That's how good they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you know, on both sides of the ball, Paul, they got a tremendous amount of talent. I think when you talk about their offense, you know, the backs, McLaurin, Inman in the red area, Thomas on third down the red area. These guys, they've really done a great job of creating plays for them really identifying, targeting them in certain packages, and they've really been productive. we got to do a really good job of tackling in space. They can all do a good job catching and running with the ball after the catch. Defensively, obviously, we can talk about the front all day. They're all very talented. A ton of first-round draft picks, which comes with being just a very talented player. Uh, look, their penetrating defensive line creates a lot of disruption. To me, the guys who really you know, take opportunities off the front behind the linebackers, you know, with Bostic and with Pierre Lewis, you know, Obviously, the DBs on the back end have done a great job. They play a lot of zone. They have great eye control in their zone drops and have vision on the quarterback. And when you know bad throws come out, especially especially when you're throwing across the field, like you've seen a lot of their turnovers, they do a great job of breaking and taking advantage of that ball right there. So in terms of keeping you up at night, I think you're just talking about impact players. And this team's got a lot of impact players across the board. They've amassed a lot of talent in this roster. Done a great job of building right there. And you know we've got a challenge ahead of us. A quick follow-up. Do you think your team has guys like that, that when teams prepare for you, they say, you know, we have, you have guys who keep guys up at night, impact players like that? Yeah, I'm very confident everyone on our roster. You know, I think we have a good level of talent. We're moving to make sure that we get on the same wave every, every uh, week and that we give each team a chance to succeed. So as far as us, you know, look, we're not looking to make this a team full of stars. We're not looking to make an individual's team this a team. We walk in that locker room. Everyone's on the same page. We take the field with the same attitude. So in terms of what someone thinks about our guys individually on the other side, you know, I'm more focused on making them understand that as a team what we're about. Thank you. Thank you.
Kim. Was that Kim? Yes. Sorry, Dion. Thank you. Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm Thank curious you. if you address the losing with your team. I'm not trying to be a bad guy with the question, and I'm not suggesting it's a permanent state for you and the Giants, but the idea that you have said you've been pleased with effort, preparation, that kind of thing, but but the losses have mounted. Do you address losing? Hey, Kim, we're very honest about all the results we have. So we talk every week in terms of where we're at as a team, what we've, did, what we've done well, what we've done that needs to be improved on. So, you know, that ties in obviously tangible results on the field with wins and losses, Kim. That's a production business. We're all very conscious and aware of that. You know, it's my job to make sure they understand what we need to do better, what we need to clean up. But then it's also my job to highlight and show them where they've made improvements and where we've made progress as a team so they understand what we really have to build with. If I could follow, particularly because of the organization you came from, do you believe a team has to learn how to win? No matter the talent, no matter who makes the play, a team learns how to win, and then it becomes not easier, because I know that's not a word the NFL uses, but it becomes something that can be expected? You know, Kim, I'll say this. You know, I've heard that a lot lately. Everyone talking about learning how to win, teaching them how to win. This is my belief on that. You don't win in the 60th minute. There's, no some, there's not some magic formula. There's not some grand scheme playbook that you come out, then this is how you win games. The way you win games is playing every play with the best technique, assignment, and focus you can, eliminating mistakes, and capitalizing on your opponent's mistakes. That's really the secret. It's not easy, but it's simple. And I say that to our team a lot. We just try to keep football for what it is. I don't mean to just you know, generalize that right there, Kim, but to me, that's the way I address it with our team. I have no problem saying that publicly. But the secret to winning is just doing your job for 60 minutes, and that's what it comes down to. Thanks, Joe. We'll, we'll take two more, Kahneman and Jordan. Kahneman. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good, Tom. It seems every, every uh, month we're talking about COVID. I mean, do you sit there and you shake your head when you hear, like, Nick Saban come, has been tested positive? He'll probably beat COVID. He's got a pretty good record about it against every other opponent, so I'm, I'm confident Coach will come through there. But, you know, look, we, we've got to be conscious on what's going on around the league, to be honest with you. Uh, you look at some other teams that have shut down, you're very conscious in terms of, you know, maybe teams you've had exposure to as opponents. I think you see some of the teams that have popped up after playing other teams with a case here, case there. The biggest thing we do here is on a daily basis, we just enforce the protocols, we stay on it, we harp it. Look, I'm not going to lie to you and act like it's some, you know, magic bubble we live in. Coaches and players all get tired of hearing, stay spaced out, make sure your mask's on, you know, you know, stay apart, make sure your tracer's not blinking, all that stuff. It's, it's day in, day out of saying the same things over and over. And there's a natural just wear on you as a person, but you got to stay committed. And as we've addressed it with our team, hey, look, not one of us opted out. We all opted into this league. Okay, we chose this year on the beginning of the year that we we're going to go through this and we we're going to make the necessary sacrifices and adjustments it was going to take to have a successful season. You know, look, these protocols are all part of it. We didn't think it was going to be easy. We knew it was going to be challenges. It's still early in the season. We're roughly about a third of the way through, okay? So there's going to be other things that come up. There's going to be something that happens, you know, locally and close by that we've got to guard ourselves against. We just have to keep educating our players, educating our coaching staff and our support staff, and making sure we stay on it day by day. But we're definitely not blind to it. We're not putting our head in the sand about it, Tom. We're very, very conscious of what's going on. And just like we're educating our players every day on hydrating and stretching and recovering, it's the same thing every day. You know, you go on trips and you may have a group of guys that don't travel. We have a meeting every week where we talk to them and basically remind them, look, you've got a responsibility and obligation to the team of staying safe and not exposing yourself to something while we're gone. You know, the guys who come on a trip, they're on the plane with us, they're in a hotel with us, they're on a bus with us in the stadium, we come back together. When you leave, whether maybe a practice squad guy, an IR guy, whatever it may be, 
you know, they've got to make really tough decisions, but important decisions for the team. It's easy for them to say, I've got 72 hours away from the team until I have to be back in a team function. I can go out and, you know, whatever it may be, go get something to eat, go to a party, hang out with, you know, some girl, whoever it may be. But we've got to make the right decisions and make sure that we're smart about who we're around and how we conduct ourselves. Thank you. Last, last one here, Jordan. Bill, I'll that for one second, Joe. I'm not sure if you spoke to Nick, but I mean, Mike Vrabel, you probably spoke to him sometime in the past few weeks. Is there any tweaks or anything you've learned or things you might, you guys might have changed seeing what's going on in other places? No, I don't think it's any drastic changes. Obviously, the league came out with a lot of, you know, revised protocols, Jordan. So we're obviously following those, you know, as they say to. You know, the biggest thing is just reminding each other you know, hey, if you see something, say something. Look, when I stand in front of the team, they've all got these tracers on. Half of them wearing like on a bracelet. You know, I'm standing up there, and if I'm seeing blinking red lights, I may have to stop what I'm doing in terms of football meeting and say, hey, you two, spread out. So you just got to be committed to as the meeting goes on, as the day goes on, enforcing the things that are necessary. And on a separate note for a second, Marcus Golden, I mean, he's a guy who he's been a starter in this league. He's been a 10-sack guy. He wasn't playing that much the first four weeks of the season. Uh did you have to speak to him, and, and how, how did you have to handle that, knowing that, you know, to explain to him that his role was, at least for the first four games, going to be smaller than, than it was in previous years? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak on previous years. This is my first time coaching for our first time coaching them. Um, we're very clear explaining to our players, really on a weekly basis, what their role in the game is, what the game plan may call for, and what they have to be ready for. But I'd say this, there hasn't been much talking necessary to get Marcus going. He works hard every day. This guy's a tremendous team guy. He's come in with a positive attitude on a daily basis. He does whatever we ask him to. And look, through the game plan, sometimes we may have a bigger focus on something throughout the week. And then you get into action and it just changes. So, you know, you may think this is more of a sub-pass rush game and all of a sudden you get into it and they're running the ball more. And you got to play more base defense to stop the run instead of rush the passer based on the flow of the game. So all of our players, you know, we ask them just to do what's best for the team on, you know, a weekly basis. And Mark has done a tremendous job for that.